We are back for the what second edition of uh, Cats Courtside. I've yes, got sir. my good buddy Michael here, and I'm Trace. As you all know, I'm sure you all are probably tired of hearing of, of me, but we're back. Um, we didn't record last week because there just wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. I know the football part, you know, I know it doesn't matter here, but that was the bye week. It was a bye week for most of us. Uh, we kind of got away from things. You know, basketball is about to ramp back up, but we're back into it. Um, we've had we got Big Blue Madness under our belt. We got the Blue White game. We've got a lot to talk about. So let's start off with it. You want to start off with what? Let's go with Big Blue Madness. Um, you know, as I've hit the nail so many times, I've hit the point so many times. I love Big Blue Madness. It is really stale, uh, but it's for me. I think I don't think I'll ever hate it, no matter how boring it gets. It's just the introduction to the season, uh, all the blue lights, and, and it just I fan out in those moments. Um, we got the Big Z uh, a, a debut. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to take away. Um, did you get to catch any of the Big Blue Madness, or um, you haven't? What's your thoughts on Big Blue Madness issue? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. We were pretty busy uh, at Fox just doing our high school football stuff. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I, I tuned in a little bit, and it's fun. As I told you guys on our first show, you know, I'm a Michigan State guy, Michigan State grad. So we had Midnight Madness, which was like our big thing. Hey, I see you back there. No thumbs down. Come on now. <laughs> I know it's a little rivalry there in the Champions Classic. Um, but I get the hype like behind the event. I think it's an awesome event. And uh, obviously, for the fans to just kind of fill up Rupp and uh, get the first look, I thought it was cool. I mean, it was good to see them out there. Um, I know the like the the dunk contest. I guess Jordan Burks was kind of like he had a, a weird first dunk, but then he 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 was kind of surprising people a little bit, right? Who would yeah the the two people that were in it? It was uh, Jordan Burks and Joey Hart for all right. people. Right, no one would have predicted them to, I'm sure. And we saw the Joey Hart show. Yeah. Uh, what about that? I mean. He, I don't think he even knew the show was there that day. When he, when he won the dunk contest, they went up to him, and he just he seems like a good kid, but he's got a little awkwardness about him. And uh, one of the reporters went over to him and interviewed him, and like, you just won the dunk contest. What's your thoughts? And he's like, uh, uh, thanks, y'all, for coming out. He just didn't know what to say. <laughs> I think he was a little shocked he won it too, but did you know he had that bounce? Man, I didn't know, but I did see some of his clips when he announced he was coming here. Mm -hmm looked at like his huddle and his high school highlights the dude can hoop i mean yeah. he's a shooter he can hit those corner threes which is probably what they're going to need him to do right because he's not going out there to to win you the ball game he's not really dribbling the ball much at all he's just going to be a guy that like wagner or rob is going to just penetrate driving kick to these corner shooters edwards or you know reeves on the wing or if joey hart can knock him down consistently that's his that's his vibe, but it was fun to see some of his high school clips. He can get up, so I wasn't surprised. I think he's from Indiana, so yeah. like you, we already know high school basketball in Indiana. That's a different breed too. So yeah. like, I think like he just, I completely, I didn't keep up with his high school career, but I would completely believe what you're saying. You know, he's from Indiana. He's good enough to come to Kentucky. I bet he did have a solid high school career. Yeah. Sure. I can't remember where he was committed to, and then he decommitted. I can't remember. It was some. It was a smaller school, wasn't it? I think I can't, I can't remember. You. But yeah, I mean, he's a good. He's a talented dude. Yeah. I, I don't he's not gonna really find much time how tall is he anyways i forget he's um now just going off standing next time he's probably six three maybe so. so i mean it's just we knew it was a loaded backcourt and yeah. i mean we're gonna talk about adu and reed and all these guys like there's only five guys right there's yeah. only so many minutes joey hart was great not to make a this the joey hart show because he had his moment at bigwood madness but it was a good point that we noted that because he won the dunk contest no one expected that but keep it on the same theme of Central the, Florida. Central Florida? Yeah, okay. random. But I didn't know Indiana guy, yeah. Okay. No. Keep it on, just continue on the Big Blue Madness part. Um, we talk, we had the Big Z debut, you know, yeah. the hyped Big Z. 
I'm going to butcher this again. Zvonimir Visic? Zvonimir E. Visic. Okay. Correct. I said a bunch to say it on the air. I was like, oh, my God. I'll get it yeah. soon. But um, we saw his debut, sort of. Um, he didn't play, but we got to see him finally there in his Kentucky gear. Uh, he looks fake. I mean, the 7'2 is – the hype is there. I mean, it, it's they didn't add a couple inches. He is 7'2", if not more. Um it's exciting to see him, you know, for a while this summer, it's just the, the myth and uh, what, you know, the unknown feature. And we finally saw him. He's here. He's on the team. He's going to play at some point. Um, I hate that we didn't get to see it in Big Blue Madness, but um, honestly, Big Blue Madness is what it is. Um, Little Wayne didn't show up like we were told he would. Um, yeah. We were told by some pretty credible people that Lil Wayne was going to be there and that it was confirmed. Um, did not happen. Unfortunately, Big Blue Madness was kind of still like normal. Yeah. Um, but my takes on Big Blue Madness, it was fun for me, but I don't really have any strong points on her besides it was the Big Z, you know, his appearance. Did you have any final takes on Big Blue Madness? No, I mean, I just I, I thought it was a cool event. Just kind of ready to get get things going over to yeah. the Blue-White game because that was that was fun, and it's actually good to see these guys, you know, get out there. Um, you know, Big Z obviously didn't, which is kind of the big point from the day, right? Well, that's, that's a good segue is at Big Blue Madness, Cal said, you know, Come, come to Northern Kentucky. Come to Truist Arena. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna get big. Come watch Big Z play. I mean, I, I, I hate to be that guy, but when he first said it, my, I, my, I got a little PTSD. I was like, I immediately was thinking Shaden Sharp because the way he said it, uh, come watch Shaden Sharp warm up. He said, come <laughs> watch Big Z play, and I was like, just immediately like, oh my god. But I just rolled with it, and um, well. Turns out he didn't play about two hours or so before the blue-white game to segue in there. He announced that he was going to sideline him for the game for the day, uh, the day, because apparently he's been going three a days uh, in Croatia, but apparently the one a days here or just the one practices at least is honestly it seems like it's being too much for him. He said he's banged up after one practice. I mean, what's I didn't think it was that much difference here in hey, America. I mean, that's what uh, that's what Boogie just said, right? I mean, uh, and we can talk about Boogie too committing, but he was like. He was like, he came here to, you know, he's cool with DJ Wagner. He came in to just look at practice and see DJ going up against these other guys. Like, you're competing against the best oh, yeah. when you come here. So when Big Z comes here, it's just like, okay, you know, he's he's got some big guy. And really, the other two bigs are injured, so he wasn't even practicing against Ugana or Aaron, yeah. you know, and he's still banged up. But, I mean, it's really not a huge deal. I know the fans were yeah. a little hurt, but he's going to be – he's going to be – Fun to watch. I don't. I'm interested to see just like how fast he is because he's it, he might be slow, you know, and it's going to yeah. take him a little while maybe with his footwork. Cal said he's got good feet, and so the defense, you know, pick and roll defense, he might be a liability. We'll see. But for now, I think it's just like you know, chill on the hype for this guy because yeah. like he's got to prove himself. But either way, he'll be a piece. Well, Cal's been in front of that too. He said he said at the media day. Well, it was like the SEC media day, yeah. not the local one. Um, he said. If you think Big Z is going to be the the Lord and Savior, and I forget what he called him, he said, "Stop King that Kong. now, King Kong." <laughs> he said, "Stop that right now." He literally quote said he is a piece to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. So I think that you know, with the unknown fa factor of him, there was a lot of extra hype there. And I think he's going to be good, but not going to be the the person that saves the day and wins the title by himself. So I'm glad Cal got out in front of that to calm down a little bit, um, and I think he probably does need to add a little bit of weight. That's going to come. It's hard when you're that tall and lengthy to put on to be real solid. Just yeah. most of those guys don't have it. Um, I do want to point out, I think he does have good footwork. Like you said, um, he's got some guard handles for a seven-footer. I mean, he's he he does all right. We saw some um, all the highlight clips this summer. I, I watched those until they wouldn't play yeah. anymore. Uh, but 
finishing on Big Z, I do want to point out, you know, he did get sidelined for the game after Cal said, come watch him. And to be honest with you, I, I, I'm not mad at it. Because um, I think, you know, if you said, well, if you told people right after Big Will Madness, like, he's not going to play, we're going to sideline him, sideline him, and he's not going to play. Some fans might have not came. And the goal of that was to raise money for charity. So, like, of course, go there and let them all pack it out so you can do a good deed. And then maybe let him know. And I, I like the way he apologized about it. He's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. He just addressed it immediately. I probably shouldn't have said that. But, you know, instead of, I had to pick between me being a man of my word or protecting him for the season. He said those exact words. And he said, let's keep him rest up for the season, get him ready. So I like that he addressed it instead of the whole shade and sharp stuff. I'm not to touch on that. That was a big mystery, a big frustration. <laughs> I think Cal's going to handle this. PR's perspective a little bit better. Yeah, and that one was so much different just because, like, you know, there was a lot that we weren't being told. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, at the end of the day, it was, that whole situation was weird. And now, like, fans don't even want to claim Shaden as, like, uh, you know, a member of La Familia and, yeah. like, you know, the, one of the alums. That's a whole thing that, you know, we really don't need to get into. But yeah. I think uh, I'm just excited to see, you know, the two bigs get out there. And, you know, Cal keeps saying they're – probably not going to be ready for the start of the season. So, um, you know, if, if Z looks good on Friday in the exhibition against Georgetown College, then that's a good sign. Uh, but, you know, one of your points was Trey, right? Trey Mitchell, yes. what, that's what we talked about on our first pod when they were up in Canada, just that small ball five lineup where, like, he was just in the perfect spot at the dunker spot and, you know, he could run the floor, fill his lane. Um, you know, they say he can shoot, you know, I still want to see him prove that in games, but mm -hmm. that's the guy that I think, you know, until Aaron comes back, Trey's going to be the guy that is, is at the five. He's going to start at the five probably. And, and he's a guy that could really be like a difference maker on this team. Yeah. I think he is going to be the early starter just with the injuries. Like you said, um, the early exhibitions that don't matter at all. <clears throat> don't want to rush those guys back. So I think he, he is probably the lock to start at the five to start the first few little exhibition games off. But I remember after the Canada games, my expectations of – well, my takeaway of Trey Mitchell was, like, that was more than I expected. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he put up some shots, and he showed he could shoot somewhat instead of just being stuck around the rim. He got some – he had a couple three-pointers, had some mid-range shots. Like, he's got a little shot on him. Now, he's not going to be our Antonio Reeves' first option at the three. But I'm glad to know that we have finally have a big guy that's just not stuck to the rim. Um, so that was my takeaway from him from the Canada games that he is – He's got a little bit of shot on him. Um, I think he'll be great for us. He, heck, he brings that veteran presence to help with Antonio Reeves. I think what he's here to do, is, I think he's going to accomplish both of those. He's going to be that rotational guy that helps out, you know, when outside Bradshaw, Big Z, and Uganda. Um, and he's got the veteran leadership. That's all we really need him to do. Thankfully, when the injuries are done with an over, we'll have a lot of depth. And that's not something we're used to either. So I'm glad with having Trey Mitchell on this team. 14 and 14 in the Blue White game. Those couple threes you there mentioned. You it'll be interesting because, you know, the big thing is Cal never lets his big shoot, right? And so yeah. if Trey's playing the five, he's probably not going to shoot. But do you have an opportunity to put him at the four when one of the bigs comes back? And then could you still play Edwards at the three and then play big? You know, or it seems like, you know, Justin Edwards at the four is probably going to be their best lineup. Because you want to get three of those guards in there basically at all times. Those guys are just elite. As we saw, you know, Rob, we'll talk about him and his 40 points. Yeah. DJ, Reed Shepard, Antonio Reeves, like, you know, two is really just not enough. It seems like three of those guys need to be on the floor yeah. with Edwards at the four and, you know, Trey at the five. But we'll see how that kind of progresses. I think there's a lot of excitement here because, like, you know, once we get past all this early 
injuries, just getting the season rolling and get to the the core of it. And as Braden likes to say in our football podcast, the meat and potatoes of the season, um, I think there's a lot of excitement to be there because we have a lot of depth. At the guard, we got too much at the guards. I mean, I'm not even going to say too much because I'm thankful we finally have that. But we got a lot of options at the guard play. Got four solid people at, at, uh, at down in the post. They worked a little bit of Jordan Burks down there, you know, to help yeah. with all the injuries this time. So that's a last scenario option to help. You know, we've got depth finally at all positions. Yeah. It's a lot to be excited about. I mean, if we want to get in and break down the blue-white game, we saw a lot of great things, as much as you can in a, in a inter-squad scrimmage. But Rob Dillingham, like you just said, 40 points. Like, what? Um, I, my, my biggest takeaway was that is I think that's probably more of the scenario he thrives in the type of game with the game that doesn't matter. The I can ball hog and get my shots this game because we're gonna obviously win no matter what. You know, it's it's not a against Kansas where you everybody's got to be perfect. He's got to be a full operation. So I think that was his moment where like AAU pickup ball that he just balled out and found, got his thing rolling. So it's exciting to see him get that going. Um, do you have any you know from Blue White game? Who were some of your other standouts that just you were pretty happy to see out there? Yeah, I mean I don't take a huge like stock in point totals because yeah. at the end of the day these guys all play basically all 40 minutes right basically i mean not not the entire time but basically there were no subs no right? subs the whole first half no subs so yeah. it's like somebody's got to score right somebody's got to put a point so you know the point totals i'm not you know huge on even though the 40 from rob is pretty impressive mm-hmm. the rest of the guys it's kind of like whatever but then you kind of look at the efficiency and so rob was 14 for 23 so i mean that's looking good that he's above 50 percent the three for seven uh, from three is you know solid. Mm-hmm. The nine for twelve from the line is impressive. So when you when you factor that in, you know his seven assists. I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, in big moments and when the game gets tight, right? You know who's going to be facilitating? You know, is it DJ? Is it Rob? Certain guys just kind of have that knack for big moments, especially when half court offenses get stale, right? Which was what we've seen last couple of years with Oscar and the whole offense, right? It gets stale and then nobody really knows what to do. And you have to rely on somebody to make a bad shot. I think it's it's important to see who kind of steps up as a facilitator. And we saw Reed do that in in Toronto, but the seven assists from from uh, Rob was a game high. So yeah. I I like to see that. And I, I don't know, man. I, I the the guy's talented. Both of them are. Yeah, going off of Reed, I'm glad you threw him in there with facilitator because that was exact word, word word that I have ever written down. So great minds think alike. Facilitator, I think of that as Reed too because he's the guy that's like. He's going to do everything. I mean, he's going to have his hand in every basket of the game. I mean, he ran the whole off. He was point guard number one for the white team or for the blue team yesterday. The whole day, he was the whole evening. He was point guard number one. Ran that offense while DJ was running it for the white team. Um, he's a guy that like you can guarantee every single play. He's not going to take a play off. He's a um, not. He's a asset on defense. I mean, he had a handful of steals. He was guarding, locking up DJ Wagner for the most part. Part of it. Um, he's just a guy that's like, when he comes in, he's going to be a spark. You know what you're going to get from him. I really don't think there's going to be many games with Reed that he takes a, a step off the gas pretty much. Um, I'm really excited. He, he's going to play a lot more here than people think. Like I've, in my early seasons, way too early, I've got him in that top seven, eight range of rotation. Maybe that's too high, but like he can prove his own. He can play with this level of players and, I'm just excited to see what he does every opportunity that he gets. Yeah, and he's going to embrace those opportunities, right? Because, I mean, he's not going to get 30 minutes a game, right? He's yeah. going to come off of, come up off the bench, and he's going to be a guy that the crowd kind of lights up when he comes in just before the, you know, under-12 timeout, you know, the mm-hmm. first group of subs. So 
that's going to be a, a little spark. It's going to just be interesting to see his defense, you know, because he he's not he's not really undersized. He's got no. he's got like size. He's he's tall and he's he's got some muscle on him. So I don't think that'll be a problem for him. It's just you know his like lateral quickness and you know his ability to just kind of you know like body up and and defend at a high level. I think the guard play is going to work itself out by like you know who's going to go out there and guard. You know, the other team's best yeah. guard, right? And mm-hmm. especially in this tough non-conference slate where they're going to see some talent. Like, this team's got talent, but, like, they're seeing, you know, all these good teams, right? Champions Classic, and you just go down with North Carolina and, you know, and Atlanta and, mm-hmm. and all of these games, even Miami, you know? So the they're they're going to be tested early, and, mm-hmm. and we got to see how, how they do on both sides of the floor. One thing I did like about the blue-white game is – with the injuries going on and then the roster just trying to see what works in different scenarios, I think we saw a lot of guys show more than what probably is going to be asked for in the season. Yeah. And I mean that more of like the Jordan Burks of the world, um, but maybe not necessarily the guy next guy I'm alluding to, a dude, the, the arrow. Yeah. He, uh, well, he had rolled his ankle at uh, Pro Day, I believe it was. Yeah. And then so he came out, ankle taped up, ready to go for uh, the blue-white game, and he played great. Um, 26? 26 points. 10 for 13. That's pretty good. Yeah, he played great. Um, I think like fourth or fifth on the scoring list, maybe three, somewhere up in that top five. And, uh, Nine boards. That's that's great to have Adam. He's a guy that's been here for a couple years. He's going to bring a little bit of upperclassman experience. He's going to bring that grit. I mean, that's what he was first known for is his grit. He is another guy that's more of like a glue guy. He could kind of fill in. You know, We saw his first glimpse of him last year running the point when we were down injured with Kaysen, and he was running the point with Reeves. Uh, but after the blue-white game, Cal mentioned something about him being at the four. If if injuries allude to that, which is no way that yeah. happens. But he is big. Like he he did gain a good amount of inches. muscle, which is good. Yeah, and he did grow. I think he's like six eight or six nine now. He grew That's a little great. bit. I still don't believe it. I, I'll yeah. have to see. We'll see him on Wednesday for media day, which yeah. will be and then obviously the exhibition Friday. So I I don't know. Cal might be blowing <laughs> a little smoke, but yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see out there. I, I'm right there with you. I don't see him playing at the four, but yeah, I like no that he's. I mean, I like that he's it's somewhat of a thought. Like he is a possible world where it's possible, even though I doubt that's gonna happen. If he does, good for him. I yeah. mean I see I see more of that being, you know, just Edwards and, and Burks. Yeah. And then yeah. Trey when they when they have the bigs in there. You know, that Trey's gonna play a lot of minutes, I think. I mean, he goes down there in oh, Birmingham yeah. and represents them at SC Media Days with with Tone and I think he's he's immediately with leadership and, and Cal was asked about it. Obviously it's a tough situation, right, with the Bob Huggins stuff. Like, that guy should not have really been in the portal. That was pretty unexpected. And Cal swipes him up in a week. I mean, that's pretty legendary. And it really could change the season, especially when you have these these injuries. Without Mitchell, I think there would be a lot more, like, nervous energy right now ahead of the start of the season with these bigs here. It's, like you said, Cal swept him from the portal. It's... Cal, he's got it's he's this connection relationship guy. I forget what it was now, but something like Trey Mitchell's stepdad was on one of his staffs on like his first or second year coaching, like yeah. thirty years ago. It was the connection tree is just like yes. insane. It was something that many so far fetched, dude. So far fetched, and like that just it just worked out. It fell in his lap when we really needed it. Um, it, it's a, it was a blessing to get Trey Mitchell, and it, it will it could change the season for us. Uh, it definitely could. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you is Reeves. You know, that I know fans are getting a little nervous. Obviously, it's just a little scrimmage, but one for nine. One for nine. And, you know, bad taste in their mouths with uh, the tournament game. I He'll be fine, right? Yeah, but I think – I don't. I wonder if he's going to, you know, keep – he's obviously got the green light from Cal. Oh, yeah. How long will that green light last? Because last year there just wasn't enough talent to where he had to have that green light. 
especially later in the season when he caught his stride and started putting up some some like high point totals and really started stepping up. Cal's just like, okay, the, your green light is on permanently. Yeah. And we saw in some games where that was a bad thing, right? He could he couldn't reel it in. He couldn't, you know, and he didn't get to the, you know, try to get to the line, try to do something else to get a bucket. He just kept, you know, throwing up those threes. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that that you got to watch out for too, because if he keeps missing, you know, Cal's going to be quick to pull him. You know, there's there's too much talent there at the guard position to where. You know, in, in the whole lineup, I think Cal's going to have options. And so guys are going to feel pressure to make shots and, and do their jobs or else they're going to get pulled. That's the thing. There, there's too much talent to go out there and go one for nine, like you just said. Um, I, I am not too worried about it, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, it is his green light to lose. Yeah. But like you said, that's the big kicker is last year he couldn't have lost it. I mean, he we were just they needed him to shoot. Uh, to have a chance in any game. It got kind of pretty rusty at the end there. Uh, but this year, until he just, if he keeps putting up like clunkers like that, then we got too much talent where like that leash is a little bit shorter. These other guys are going to step in. But yeah, I mean, that we do have to note that. He did go really cold for the blue-white game. And who knows what it could be. Maybe it's just getting back in the swing of thing. I'm just going to make some excuses for him. And he's got new teammates, seeing what they can do. Maybe just being a distributor. But I mean, numbers don't lie. You know, you missed eight shots. So there's a little concern there, but to be honest, I'm not looking way into it. Just kind of like the Rob Dillingham, the 40 points, you know, that was awesome, but I don't expect him to have 40 points in probably maybe any game at all this season. If one, maybe, but I don't expect that. So if he does that, he's going to be top five pick. Yeah. Like let's, let's highs and lows in the game. But um, another thing I want to talk about is the big man. So Cal did also say in his post post game press conference is that um, he kind of gave a status update of big Z Bradshaw and Ugo. Um, he thinks that Ugo is going to be the last one of the three to turn if he had to pick today because of the timetable of the surgery. Um, do you think that like hurts us at all? Is that as big of a deal as one could maybe argue it would be? I mean, we've got, you know, we'd probably want, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Bradshaw and Big Z back first. I think Ugo is probably the most less talented out of those three, but that's just one man's opinion. Do you think that matters at all? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think people got excited at some of the glimpses that, you gotta show so i don't know if you guys should really be nervous i think he's gonna come in and i don't think he's gonna be this guy that just comes in and is just a completely different player and he's he's offensively skilled with some hooks and like you know throw it off the glass or pass out of double teams like i i don't know if he's there yet as a player he's still you know pretty young i think he's only a junior right he came here as a sophomore so i believe so you know i he's still got develop he's got a lot of development so i think bradshaw is more of a guy that like you should be wanting to get on the floor quick you know because i think fans are going to want to see the five freshmen you know that's always you know fun but either way i think bradshaw's ceiling is just way higher you know if hugo's gonna get you a couple putback dunks and like some block shots that's great like that's his role and you know that's something that that kind of needed lance Ware to do but just Mm -hmm. couldn't really like defend at that level last year and so if he can contribute that, that's great. But Bradshaw's your guy that I think you want to be focused on, keep an eye on his return date because once he gets out there, man, that guy's got talent and he's got scoring ability so he can take some pressure off the guards. And then you're if you have like five guys that you can legitimately throw to to get a bucket, mm-hmm. that's when you're really just scary and you could go out there and win the SEC or win these big non-conference games. When you got, when you got like Hugo and, and like maybe Jordan Burks out there, who like aren't proven to go get a bucket and you only have like three scores, that's where you're kind of limited as a team, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you are right on Aaron Bradshaw being where the the success, if everything goes right, 
probably through him. But think about this, if you flip it a little bit, it's like we're in a position of where we have a seven footer where we don't even need him. Like, you know, we have one on the bench that like is like yeah. our third option, maybe fourth option. That's a good feeling to have. I don't, like you said, I don't expect the Ugo to do a whole lot, but like it is a good feeling of like, we got a seven footer that we don't need that probably won't play a lot. And he's going to be out for injuries for most of the beginning of the season. So I don't know. The, the depth thing is what's getting me going right now of just, we have so many options once they're all healthy. I just can't wait to see what this, what they've become, you know, we, they've got great team chemistry. I know the last few years there's been some rumblings off the off the teams that like some people didn't get along. You know, losing doesn't help. But we saw plain, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plain as day through the Canada games, through the blue white game. This team loves each other. They all get along. They all hang out. It feels like it's back to old times. This is a team that Cal. This is his recruiting team. This isn't the team that he would go after where he's had a success with these type of players. And I don't know, man, it's just good vibes to me. That's my takeaways right now. I feel like this is where I want to be right now. I don't want to be worrying about if, you know, these little sideline stories going into the season. Uh, I think last year we waited to like the last moment to see if Oscar returned. I don't know. Just vibes around the Kentucky basketball team right now feel pretty good. I'm just, I'm ready to get this thing going. The game's in what, four days from now? The first exhibition yeah, game? Yeah, Georgetown. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, See, see that Champions Classic game. You know, see him That's going right up against Kansas because, you know, Hunter Dickinson, they, the dude's got talent. I know from him beating up on, uh, on Michigan State a couple times when, when he was with the, the Gross School in Ann Arbor. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think that guy's going to be tough to handle. And, you if you know, Hugo's probably not going to be – he you know, if Hugo can be in there to block shots on, you know, when Dickinson gets it in the post, I think that could be a big – big plus for them to try to win that game but that's that's a that's a ways down the road definitely just excited to see see them get out there and play another notable thing that i heard during the blue white game is um the well we noticed the white team had i think there's about probably you could say three or four starter likely starters on that team compared to the blue team uh they looked a lot more talented but the blue team won um the blue team played a lot better uh cal said after the game after the scrimmage that the the white team was pretty pissed about mm -hmm. losing you know, it is just a scrimmage that doesn't matter. But like, I love that the that the players are so mad about that and so into it. Like, it shows that they care. It shows that the effort. It shows that they want to beat up on their teammates and like have some bragging rights. And uh, you can also spin off that is like, okay, the quote backup role players are beating the starters, and it's not necessarily that, but it just showing you that we're just not the top five heavy. We've got a lot of options. Going back to that depth. That's just, it's so exciting, dude. Yeah, I mean, for the game, uh, Blue, they shot 45% from three Did versus 25 for uh, for the white team. And yeah, yeah, you're right about, I guess you're right about the starters. I actually didn't even think about that. But yeah, the white team has DJ, DJ. and they got Edwards and Reeves and Trey Mitchell. That's four starters four. probably compared to just one for Rob Dillingham, maybe. I mean, I guess there's no big. If Trey, but Trey's yeah. the big, he'll be the fifth starter, so... The other one's got Adu, Reed, Joey Hart, Jordan Burks. So yeah, that's that's a good little chip for for the blue team. I just want to see them, you know, continue to hit threes. Oh, yeah. That's just what they need. You hit, you go seven for fourteen in the first half on threes. That's pretty good. That's going to win you ball games. Um, and back to threes. I mean, getting up points. Like, uh, was, one team had a hundred, one team had eighty nine, mm -hmm. hundred and eighty nine points combined. I mean, last year Cal said his his score range at 80 like let's try to get 80 a game both teams got above that uh at the yeah. scrimmage i know there's a lot of more shots the volume was a lot higher but 
They put up numbers in the Canada games. Uh, this team has proven to be a scoring team, a high pace or a fast paced offense. Um, kind of me being selfishly, that's what I want to see. Uh, just an offense that can just get things going. Um, I don't know, man. It's just I, I really enjoyed what we've seen out of them all the way through here so far. I know Antonio Reeves was cold, but he won at Big Blue Madness. He was back on his his ish. He he won the three point contest. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I, so I think it was a little fluke there, but um, yeah, for sure. I, we'll He'll have some of those cold games, and he'll have some. He'll have a bunch where he drops, you know, twenty five to thirty five. See, last year that wasn't okay at all. This year, it's okay. You know, we don't want that to happen. He's probably he needs to got to go through him to, to have the the ceiling of what we want. But we've got options this year. You know, if he does have a cold night, we've got plenty of options to pick from. And man, if you sit there and think about it, how many players can we? probably go ahead and pick from that's probably going to have a game where they're the guys it's like who can go off one night oh it's over a handful man maybe a half dozen i don't know maybe more than that yeah and you know cal cal picks his favorites right i mean like with the substitution patterns and um you know he he wants everybody to eat but uh there were times last year where it was like come on like like damian collins get in the game more like yeah. put him in the game more this guy's got talent you know he mm-hmm. He showed some flashes, and Cal just like wouldn't put him in. It wasn't ready. Obviously, the death of his father at the start of the season what kind of just wrecked everything for him, missing time yeah. and, and got him out of the rotation. Um, but we'll see kind of how that settles in. But it'll just be good to see him go go up against some 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 guys other than other than the blue. Yeah. So like you said, like we said, um, this Friday today's Monday that we're recording this at Cats yep. Coverage Headquarters. But they they play tonight on uh, Friday at uh, hosting Georgetown College. Um, so, you know, that's how much you can get from that. It's still exciting to see him go against new faces, new jerseys, um, see what we can work out, maybe throw out some different schemes and options to see what works, different rotations, different lineups, to see the whole team together, kind of like we did in Canada instead of blue-white going against each other. Uh, then you turn around and you got K-State from right here in Frankfurt coming up to town. Yep. So there's two little fun nights to get back into Rupp Arena just to get their excitement going back up. And then, bam, the season's here. I mean, you know, football, we're still in the in the depths of football right now, but basketball season's here, man. I mean, That's good. can't, can't kind of really believe it, but I'm glad it is here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. It's just going to be good to see them, you know, raise that energy because Georgetown's going to come in, like, ready to play. Chris Briggs' squad, you know, they are all, they're always good. They've won NAIA national titles. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, they're not expecting you know they go out and win the game but they're going to compete that's going to probably be one of those close first halves i wouldn't be surprised if it's like a you know eight point game at halftime you know but they'll uh they'll have fun out there and uh it'll be fun to just go out there and see them compete yeah and you know uh it's i know it's an exhibition but it's their super bowl they would love to come beat kentucky what would that do for georgetown college not going to happen but they are going to come in and put up a good fight. Cal's lost. He, he's lost like two hey, exhibition yeah. games ever. I was at the he Evansville did lose game. On, a, I was at the Evansville game. <laughs> I was sitting up there on press row. That must have been wild. And, dude, we got about 10 minutes away, and I'm like, what is going on? But, you know, we're going to win this. It's okay. This is a little embarrassing. Then you get five minutes. Oh. Then you got two minutes, and it's oh. tied, and they got the ball. Uh and then when that final buzzer went off, man, I just was like, I had to get out of rough as quick as I could. Yeah. I was like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Like the coach, uh, McCarty, right before the game, you know, used to play at Kentucky. He was, I listened to a, po- a pregame show he was on and the way he was talking, it was, I've not seen a coach do this very often. He's just talking about how like, you know, we just want to do this for a win for us tonight would be, you know, to make shots and there's nothing about winning the game. <laughs> he walks out the door with a win. Man, I don't think one person expected that, but that was, that was a pretty rough night. But 
I'm not predicting that to happen this time going around, but you never know. There's been some crazier things, but I think this team's got it. You know, they got a, a vast volume of, of talent, and uh, definitely won't see me predicting anything like that this year. But yeah, I went up to Georgetown Media Day to cover that for for uh, Fox 56. They got guys like Cam Taylor Britt. Watch out for him. Tay Dozier. Um, you know, they they lost Jake Omer, but they got another guy, Kyron Jones. I think uh, yeah. is a, is one of their other like main guys that are going to go out there and and put up points. So they got guys, but it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, and so you'll catch us uh, next week on Monday when we get back in here, and you know we've got an exhibition under our belt, and uh, kind of recap on that and give you our takeaways. So please stay tuned in to me and Michael and uh, producer Tim behind the camera, rocking it out. Um, we're, we're gonna start throwing him in this camera too sometimes, and I can get his takes. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Who? What's uh, you got a little score prediction for the exhibition? Uh, I'm too scared after Evansville, but uh, yeah. maybe like fifty to ninety-two. Okay. Oh, wow. 40 good night. Okay. Huh. Maybe get another Rob 40 point now. Uh, but we'll be back uh, next Monday. Try to get you another um, Cats Court side. Thank you all for tuning in. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple Music. Uh, we're doing stuff on catscoverage.com. Uh, we've got Michael here with Fox 56. Uh, you can catch him on TV. Where, you want to tell him where to? Yeah, Fox 56, uh, 630 and 10 o'clock on uh, Fox 56. Just go on Twitter, X. Whatever we're calling it. I'm sticking with standing my ground with Twitter, man. I'm standing my ground on Twitter too. Michael Epps TV. And yeah, man, I'll be uh I'll be at the game, football game, uh on Saturday. Let's see if uh see if they can beat the balls. That's a big one. Balls won back to back. That I was at the game two years ago at Kroger Field and uh and Hooker came in and was slinging it. Yeah. And and uh and the Cats did too. Liam Cohen, like he had, he called a good game. That was, I think both teams scored forty points. So yeah. I know you guys probably talked about that in your pod. So yeah, check out the check out that football. Saturday, check that. Saturday, check that. I got to Jordan. I got to step in tonight and kind of take the, you know, co-host seat. You know, you I was very undeserved to be there, but we 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 cranked one out for you, me and Braden. Um, and Jordan will be back next week. But uh, check out our podcast. We'll work putting them out and everything we do with Cats coverage and Michael with uh, Fox 56 and I uh, appreciate you all listening. Thank you.